Put that chopper to a nigga lips like some fucking Carmax. Blow the art test, DJ running back like a fucking hot track. Thugging in the projects, I wish I could bring my nigga Mox back. Turn your town into old country buffet, but we met to plug it out back. We was back and forth down to KY running with the Wildcats. Met my young dog up in Mount Jacks to get off the loud pack. Hey, my irritating ass J's, but a nigga let it count wreck. Slow roll. Slow roll. Slow roll. Scratch. Straight drop, got a nigga block slapping like a pity pack. Stuff a bitch with a thousand Xanax and a Jimmy hat. High head with a heat of temper, quick to wind that's a nigga fitted cap. Right hand man, a grim reaper, index finger don't trigger that. Dog think he can fuck with block works. How the fuck a nigga figure that? He done got whacked, hit him in his hat, twist his top back, we a pillars cap. Blood stains on the concrete, all white sticks with a hint of gray. Broken glass, middle of the street, see the bricks chip from the ricochet. Wipe a op off the hit list, sliding out with the misfits. Riding around with this big bitch, I just made another chicken play. Don't let that money go to your head, cause the money change hands anyway. In the feds on his deathbed, only time when a nigga pray. Shorty took it straight to the head, RIP to my nigga Tay. Free Justo, free my nigga K, gotta hold it down for my nigga Ray. Let him pour his own trouble, champagne glass full of rose bubbles. Louis Bell with the gold buckle, Mr. Mike Amiri with the stone jungle. What else? Slow roll. Slow roll. Slow roll. is the great hope of man. Let me read you a couple of poems. Street. <laughs> yeah, I'm your favorite flavor. Mm, you like take this drink. I'm a hard day up now. Spray shit up real quick, nigga. You know. T.A.P. Termite Bill. Hemstead, nigga. Fuck, nigga. Fuck, nigga. On the block, shit. On the block, shit. Okay. Fuck. Uh, uh. Silver rain, sport pillow. Eleven fours, what the milk goes cost. The silk I sported ain't store board. Under the floorboard, where I was born was more like World War Four. Don't compare your dog to these cornballs. You niggas just follow, we change the business model. My bitch look like a fitness model in Balenciagas. Infinity pajamas, we the top niggas rhyming inside the genre. These bum ass rappers is eating top rhyming. 
I put a bag on your head, you won't make it past 10. They be speaking about you in past tense. Brain fragments in the G Wagon, that's splash jean jacket, jack. Your G Pack status, your self esteem get shattered. Watching Harlem nights on charted flights. I gave Cassandra hard pipe, the pussy fought it twice. Nicholas and wrist were ice, I got spice. Y'all niggas sound alright, but I'm nice. I'm nice. Fuck niggas. Money and hoes, bitch. All I know, money and hoes, bitch. Money and hoes, bitch. Money cars and clothes, bitch. I'm in rare form. My bitch got all claybone. Ball main, no ball and chain. My space is ordained for fame. You small change, my chains like frosted flakes. I'm the frosting on the cake, I orate. To make the horse mate, always in shape. You salty niggas holding water weight. I fly away, go away to Norway. Then walk away like Kaiser Soze. They say the platinum rolling gray. Mix Patron today with OJ. Okay, okay, betray 80s, throw away. Lotus Evora and Bora Bora. Both feet in the water. I might go even sport a Deodora. The be walkers three and a quarter. Sad sheets, balls deep in your daughter. My aura's more like Rich Porter. Your shit is awkward. Christian Dior shit, get the bitches talking. Orphans, it's a doggy dog world pimp. The house come with the satellite and tall fence. Who else since Prince can fit my trench? Y'all niggas corn chips. Money and hoes, bitch. Show like no money and hoes, bitch. Money and hoes, bitch. Money cars and clothes, bitch. Since his first years, had thirst for beers. Back from the future, it'll make you more sober. And brought back a long list of fakers who crossed over. I'm like, fuck it, bubble baller. Catch him up at Bob's show, stalling with a trouble caller. Bastard, who can make G's faster than a newly remastered while being truly plastered? There's four sides to every story. If these walls could talk, they'd probably still ignore me. Contemplate war over a cup of warm coffee. It's really getting gory. Tell your problem to Maury. Don't bore me with the glory. Hallelujah. Cruise me like Fooey. It's all a bunch of hooey. I knew he had new G. Who he? Victor Vaughn. He had a new sicker song. I think he call it Lick Upon. Um, but uh, he studied rhymes and patterns. Climb so steep sometimes the beat don't be mattering. Sounding like a half-death from scurvy band rock. A program computer by a grafted Herbie Hancock. Maybe next life, you try harder. Die the martyr at the hands of the fire starter. All scripts ripped available for vile barter. Transport the stack to the lab via charter. On the microphone, he came to days in the major. What a guy practiced banging flies with razors. And watch out for the robot, he got eyes with lasers. Tell him when they come with more topics besides blazers. Enough with the guns already, they all toys and lames. The joys and the aim. He asked him, how's your poison game? Do you bust your crossbow? So, more so, accurate body blows to torso, torso. These blows you won't find. 
mouth to If the blacksmith doubt you, he smack the shit out you Make nothing go and let nothing twitch Just don't be near the mic when the on button switch V bring the beef like a trucker to Fuddrucker Delivery to all y'all motherfuckers and bloodsucker Copy more please than when a rap nigga bicker on And that's my word is born, I think he call it liquor porn Um, he wrote this one with a fever, sick in bed With his dickhead inside a chicken head No, a dead chicken's head, he said it help his nausea If he lost your wait till he tell you about the flying saucer Dag, the kickback will leave your wig rag For a big bag, a good grizzle and some zigzag Survival, keep arrival in denial And bust what he get just for coming out his pie hole Die calmer than a suicide bomber V just the type to do a who ride with mama Said to James Bond, my name is Victor Victor Vaughn, told the chick the quickest way to get on Lick up on Tobacco. I fuck up, but still gotta lead by example. Guess I'm old school. I 
still like the beat with the sample. Whatever turns you on, I guess we keep it natural. These last days got us all thinking plant-based. Another disease, some believe might be man-made. And I don't like when there's certain things you can't say. Cause you don't wanna lose them points with your fan base. I'm all for it, get them anti-corporate. People ain't satisfied with a small portion. No more oppression, you're forced on the people that will. Until we see it clear as the fear in this battle drill. I can't agree with exploiting the culture. Never. We on the streets, tension boiling over. I still follow my heart, still follow the young. While I scream and now cry at the top of my lungs. I'm like, woo! We got your niggas open, hit you with the party vibe. I'm cruising like skating in Central Park. Up in Venice, across portraying the menace. I got the 40 on my lap, my tape playing boom bap. The nigga next to me talking about. I said, yo, chill with that. We ain't having no black on black. I gave him a slap on the black hand side. Put out a fat sack. Yeah, we sparked the law every day of the week. Keep a nigga from getting tweaked up inside this piece. I fall on niggas like a rain child. When I'm wrecking up the scene, we bring the pain loud and wild. Quasimodo rock on and on. Quasimodo rock on and on. Should the break is on, we rock on and on. Should the break is on. Quasimodo rock on and on. Should the break is on, make a break is on. Yo, we got the basic instinct to keep the party live. We got y'all niggas open, hit you with the party vibe. It goes, yes, yes, y'all, to the beat, y'all. We will leak off out in the streets, y'all, through your auditory walls. Never take a fall. Just call on Lord Cross, you know we'll always keep it raw. Like my nigga Mad Lip, we manifesting from the West. No one contest. I keep myself free from stress. Plus, I drop in sight like Mike Maneri. I keep my cherry on top, but that's for Blackberry. But anyways, Quasimodo rocks on and on. Should the break is on. Quasimodo rock on and on, should the break is on. Quasimodo rock on and on, should the break is on. Like an addiction. Keep, keep, keeping your hook, hook. Like an addiction.
All right, we started that set off with Toki Monster, Rose's Thorn. Followed that up with some Cities of Eve action. New music from Smino and Cruza. That track was Luforia off his brand new album, Love for Rent, which is quickly becoming one of my favorites of the year the more I listen to it. After that, new music by Made by Harry. That track was resetting. Some XL Middleton. Love when it comes down to it. Featuring Z-Man and Monique. Some Ike and Tina Turner. Three o'clock in the morning blues. TD Camp and Mac Dre. She only sees me. The Architect with the shit off of There's No More Room in Hell, part six. O3 Greedo with Floating. New music from West Side Gun. That was Science Class featuring Busta Rhymes, Raekwon, Ghostface, and Stove God Cooks. Produced by Swizz Beats on that one, if you can believe it. He dropped a fire B for that track right there. Bully James and the Alchemist. Slow Roll. Some DJ Mugs and Rock Marciano. That was White Dirt. Victor Vaughn, Look Upon, and Quasimodo with Basic Instinct. And thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Had a blast playing these tunes. Hope you've been enjoying them. Writing down the names and... Oh, shit. I can't believe I forgot the hottest single of the year right now. MC Paz. Woo off through time upcoming December 2022 we're playing that rotation many more along with more tracks from that in the future but thank y'all again so much for listening I love doing this every week sharing you some of my favorite jams that Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike, what's up with my hair, Spiegelman, and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, girl. What's up with your hair, girl? my hair? I can't do anything about it. We are streaming right now on MutinyRadio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time as part of a full afternoon of Sunday entertainment. 
We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Make an afternoon of it. If not, Carl, we have a podcast. It goes by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Go into your favorite podcast app and type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and subscribe. Or just go to YouTube and type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and you can get our video podcast. You'll see us in person, and we sync up the movies that we watch. Because we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch... Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans, 1927. That's a mouthful now. Sunrise, colon. Okay. A Song of the Word Two Humans. And then the number, 1927. And the channel we like is AVIDS Network. As in videos. A-V-I-D-S Network. Well, you'll, you'll see a few choices. Anything looks like AVIDS, that's it. This sounds like word salad to me, but go ahead. We're looking for Avid Centers hosting the movie what? from 1927. Did I get the Avid's called? Network? Avid's, Avid's Network is is hosting the movie. The movie <clears throat> Deep Breath Sunrise. Sunrise, a song of two humans. And speaking as fellow humans, that's a very normal human movie title. I don't know why people think I'm an alien, but I think that's very human. <laughs> it's awkward. Always- it's awkward. It's awkward. It's from 1927, a golden year as the public domain law makes movies from 1927 open to the public. Public domain is free. Hey, we could do shit all with this movie. It's now in the public discourse. Carl, you watched and researched this entire movie several times. I feel very sorry for you, but it's going to make it a very entertaining show. As our audience scrambles to their YouTube to figure out how to get to, excuse me, Sunrise, a sunrise, Sunga Hume Tunes, Avid, Avid's Avid Network. And that is, go ahead, find all that jumble jumble, hit the link, hit pause, move it to zero zero. We're going to give you a breath. We have a special treat. Carl has found a celebrity comedian. Yeah. And the celebrity comedian is going to do a celebrity comedian right. countdown to start our movie. Yes. We'll learn about this comedian. We're going to laugh with this comedian. And then we're going to press go when that comedian says three, two, one, go. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with PJ Morin. Welcome, PJ. Hello, hello. Hey, dude, Paul. One of the things I love about you on stage is you're always the best-dressed man in the room. You are always wearing a tux when you get up there. Where is this coming from? I I just I like it I I I liked it I had the tux like I I own this this isn't a rental and I was like I want to do something with it so when I started doing shows I I have yet to do a show not in a tuxedo every every single show it's a tuxedo five minutes five minute little spot on a Tuesday night sure tuxedo twenty minute spot on a Saturday night also yes all the time. People must make comments about it. What kind of what, what do people have to say to you? Uh, what's it called? It's it's funny. I'll, it's usually at least once a show. Someone's like, "Oh, so it was like this your thing?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's my thing." I I would say that's just what I say. I'm like, "Yeah, this is just the thing I do. I like it." Yeah. Uh, actually, the the story behind the tux is so I was thrifting with um with, with an old friend of mine a while ago, and I just found it. I wasn't looking for a tux. It was like thirty six <laughs> bucks. For the jacket and pants and it's banana republic 
Yeah. I looked it up. It was like like both pieces like off the rack were like six hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for thirty six bucks, I, I, I got a full tuxedo. It's terrific. You went. You weren't even looking. It found you. Well, um, thank you, Paul. One of the great things I love about you on stage is your impressions. You do presidents, and so uh, you do Ice T. You do Trump. So, were before you became a comedian, were you doing these accents, and now you bring them to the stage, or is it since you've been a comedian you said I I should do impressions? Uh, so it is uh, the first one. So before. For years before I ever started actually doing comedy, I always did impressions because, like, I've always wanted to do comedy. Like, I always loved, like, growing up, I loved Jack Black. You yeah, know, yeah. Just, just his 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 energy, like Robin Williams. I loved their energy. And then I would see Robin Williams do impressions. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And I think the first impression I ever did, I was, or the first one that I remember, I always did accents. Like, uh, I I've done an Australian accent for years. Yes. I I actually worked at a bakery for two Australian people. And so they would, <laughs> so they, they were the sweetest old people. It was this, this guy named Rob and this lady named Lou. It was up in Stamford, Connecticut at Cobb's Bread. Uh-huh. And she was the sweetest. She, she would correct my Australian. She'd be like, no, no, that sounds a little South African, sweetie. Say it like this. <laughs> so I've even gotten professional tips on my stuff. But yeah. uh, the first so impression I remember. Yeah, no, she she helped me with it. It, it. it it was good beforehand, but now it's like passable. Like I, I've gone up to people in public with the impression they're like, "Oh, like I believe you. This is Australian." <laughs> but Australian people, they uh, they pick they pick it apart. They're because like, there's like five different kinds of like Australian accents. Yeah, that's subtle like that. I'm kind of a combo of all of them, and if you're not Australian, you don't recognize it. You're like, "Oh, that's Australian. That's just the one thing." But if right. you're Australian, like, no, no, you sound like you're from fucking Melbourne, dude. You don't sound like a regular Australian. I'm like, oh, my bad, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, but the first impression I remember doing was, I think I was in, I was a sophomore in high school. And I said, um, uh, you, you know, the EA Sports logo? Yes. Yes. EA I know the logo. Sports. It's in the game. And that was the first thing I did. And people were like, whoa, man, that sounds just like it. And so I just kept doing more and more and more and more. I started doing SpongeBob people. And then COVID hit, and I was like, "What am I? What else am I gonna, am I going to do with my time?" So that's mm -hmm. where my Trump and my Obama really grew. Was COVID. Yep. Now you recently had a string of guest spots at Scotty's. I think it was like three in a row. Talk yes. about that experience. What was it like uh, for you up there? They loved you each night. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, what's it called? For the first one I did, it was just it was a five minute guest spot. Uh, I went through some of my cleaner material, and then this past week I did so. I, I excuse me, I, I I went a little further. I was like, I'll test the waters with these, and it went over well. Yeah. Uh, but I, one thing that I did learn is I find that you know having to be clean, I can do it, and it was nice to be like, oh wow, I can do a clean set. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For five minutes. You did eight minutes uh, the other two nights. I yes. just, I would, Gene was really impressed, and I enjoyed it, you know. So well, thank you. Thank I, you I, I, I tried my darndest. Yeah, and you were great doing the announcements uh, when Gene was out. So that was, thank that, you very that was fun. That was the first time I ever did announcements, and so, the people seemed to like it. They absolutely did, and uh, well, enough said. PJ, how can people find you out there on social media, on the internet, YouTube, whatever you've got cooking? 
Uh, Instagram and TikTok are both at the PJ Morin. Actually, it's just the way my name is on the screen, the PJ Morin. Gotcha. Uh, I believe my Twitter is the same on YouTube. It's just PJ Morin, and the profile picture is a picture of me doing this. <laughs> I've seen it. Just, just, just to help you for reference, if you're looking for the channel, I have like a few uh, sketch comedy videos up there. Like, um, uh, it, it's like the Eric Andre show if there was no production value to it. <laughs> kind of like i guess if i had to compare mm -hmm. it to something uh what else i got yeah that's about it i have a show coming up uh this friday the 27th it's called serially funny uh my buddy vin he's producing it uh vin baker he, yeah vin baker um he's producing it i think his instagram is uh vin baker comedy uh he's producing it it's um uh all the proceeds are going towards uh donating food uh to the homeless specifically uh -huh. cereal uh, they've already raised over like three thousand boxes of cereal, yeah, right. and that figure is as of like three weeks ago. So I assume they've gotten more. Yeah, but yeah. it's a it's it's a it's a noble charitable fun show to do. Uh, I'm hosting. Chip Ambrosio is headlining. You yeah. know Chip. You uh, are. We've had him on. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be a fun time. So mm -hmm. if you want to come, come on down to the show. That's what I got coming up. Okay, now, PJ Morin, everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time we do here in the studio. So everyone at home is going to kick it off with your countdown, PJ Morin. So why don't you go ahead, PJ Morin, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian, for that celebrity comedian countdown. I... Don't listen to them until the broadcast, and I look forward to it. Can you not hear me, Carl? I can't hear the music. Oh, I, I have it at 23. Yeah, well, it is 2023. That is appropriate. No, I know the volume here at the studio. Oh, oh. oh. All right, here we go. This is original from an original theme, scenario, theme. Is it, are these screenwriting words? Yeah, it's a short story. It's a short story, and they called it a theme <laughs> Back in the day, you might remember um, in Christmas Story, this the, the teacher was like, I want you all to write a theme, and they groan. It means okay. short story. What does scenario by mean? Well, there was a short story called The Excursion to Tilsit. I don't know. I don't know. The Excursion to Tilsit. And that is the premise behind, you know. 1920 copyright. Yeah. No way anymore. No, ah, yeah, screw you, Fox screw you, Copyright, yeah. <laughs> Fox Film Corporation. Ass. Oh, I'm crying at the studio, Fox Film Corporation, because now it's a, <laughs> I lost my movie. Everyone's big. It's, it's the man. Do people have names? The manicure girl? Now, look, yeah. it's important to hear the music. This was an important film for music. You see, this was the first film to have m movie tone. It's called Sound on Film. So this isn't the plunkety plunkety piano music. It's intentional score to go exactly along with the movie, including sound effects. Oh, this is a song of the man of his wife is no place in every place. You might hear it everywhere. I'm done, Carl. I'm out of here. No, no, no. This is worth it. This feels good. You, sir, has offended me. Okay, comma. What's the rest of this? For wherever the sun rises and sets in the city's turmoil or under the open sea of the farm, life is very much the same. Sometimes bitter, 
sometimes so sweet. Look, look, uh, hang with it. It will, it will, it will be good. No, I mean, I mean, are we done with this? Chance. Give it a chance. Don't be done with this film. Oh, look now, at this. Look, yeah. Now, that watch is cool. Turn into real life. Check it out. <gasps> wow. That six year old drawing turned into yeah. real life. No, this film is a big deal and very famous, and it has many innovations. Believe it or not, that was one of the first times that something like that was ever done. Now you hear the chit 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 of the train? Yeah, I do. I'm scared. A piano. I'm lowering the volume in the studio just so I could hear you, Carl. But I'm I'm happy to to raise it fully. In the studio apartment. Uh oh, those trains are going to hit each other. Now what they did there was they would film, but Sexy cover ladies. one side of the film over, and then they would put the film back in, rewind it all the way and cover the other side. So they would have two images literally on the film. It wasn't like done in post, done in editing. And there was a Siamese twin, not, not Siamese, identical evil twin, excuse me, with a goatee on the other side. Saying, no, I'm you. Remember those movies? No, what? Where, they, where someone would meet their identical evil twin brother and oh. they would do it by having like a line in the middle of the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yes, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. Now, here we have a nice village. Right. Um, Here's Papa okay. Smurf. Now, in real life, this was out in California. Um, and they spent a lot of money. It was Lake Arrowhead, California. And they spent a lot of money to make the set, to make a little fake village. That's cool. Beforehand, they really wouldn't do that. Okay, here we go. Among the vacationists was a woman, woman of the, from city. the city. She's a big deal now. Several weeks have passed since. Oh, now now they speed up the placards. Well, what it's saying is she's been there a little too long. Something must be keeping her here because her vacation should have been over about a week ago. Oh, she fell in love? She's preggies. She fell in sex. She fell in sex. Yes, and she's going to try to lure her sex captor to the city. Good idea. Bring Not with to be you. a farm boy anymore. She's bringing back the towels and the sex boy from the hotel. <laughs> Damn. Her name in real life is Margaret Livingston and um, Livingstone, Margaret Livingstone. Ah, uh, that's, an, that's an oxymoron. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry. It's Margaret Livingston, sometimes credited as Marguerite Livingstone. Interesting. I don't know. I like how that table is slanted so the old lady can drink her soup in peace. <laughs> they don't like her. She's like a pushy, bossy lady. Shiner shoes? Yeah. What? Ridiculous. She made over 50 silent films and, uh, I don't know. She was one of the few people who made a successful transition to sound, and she was with um, a film called Smart Money was a big deal. Edward Ro G. Robinson, James Cagney. She used uh, to dub women's voices, uh, starlets' voices. She had a good career. Let me ask you a question about this film. I had seen it years ago. There's The music is synced up with the movie, but there's no talking in this film. Right. There is no talking because they couldn't really pull that off. However, a month later, the jazz singer would pull it off. 
which is also in the public domain, 1927 movie. Yeah, I just wish it was on YouTube. That would be great. Yeah. Although, I don't know. My Jewish side hates that movie. Okay. Your Jewish side. Tell me. Yeah. I don't know anything except blackface. Well, so he is a uh, son of a rabbi. You've seen The Simpsons. It's the same storyline. You know how Krusty the Clown has a rabbi father? And I he wanted. Don't. I know you know every Simpsons episode. I'm way right. behind you. Okay, so Jackie Mason played his father, who's uh, Herschel Krasowski, rabbi, okay. and he wants his son to, to be a rabbi. And he doesn't. He wants to entertain. He wants to be a clown. That's the theme of the... That's oh, the yes. I, actually, I guess I did know that. So the jazz singer is that he's a cantor. He's the son of a rabbi, and he should be singing. He has a beautiful voice, but right. he should be singing, you know, going to services and singing at the synagogue. He would rather... I take a go at entertainment, which at the time was putting on blackface. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I saw the jazz singer with Neil Diamond from 1979. I think it, they cleaned it up a bit, as it were. He's very Jewish, the jazz singer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, Jewish. Okay. Now, the woman gets all, the woman from the city gets all dressed up and starts taking an innocent stroll until she comes to outside one of these nice cottages and she starts whistling. And that whistle is a signal to the sex guy, sex guy inside. He's hearing it. He hears oh, the whistle. He hears the whistle. Now, wife has prepared nice dinner. It's time to sit down with nice family. Baby oh, he has wife? wife? Oh, He yes. has wife and now mistress? Well, yes, he now has a mistress. Oh, now look. She sees the shadow and, she, yeah. and he goes, over there. And she goes, okay. Yeah. That's. Look at her butt shake as she's whoop, whoop, whoop. I am looking, Carl. Thanks for pointing that out. I am Just... going to get some. She is really well-dressed uh, for yeah. the style of, you know, the 20s. and, and For, for four, people, four people in that farm, and one of them had to shine her shoes. <laughs> it was part of her, like, staying there. Like, they feed her. They... It wasn't out of the ordinary back then, like, to do little chores for your guests. You know. Okay, that's a very uh, weird chore. <laughs> Why? Just shine my. Sh oh. You can leave your shoes outside the door. That's what they do at the Marriott. Now look, she comes out. She whiz. Lost my husband. She whiz. She whiz. I made him soup. Got he's, bread here. He's banging that city girl. <laughs> oh, well, we'd never say banging in 1927. They uh, are you... knowing each other. They are Dagwood and blonding each other. What do you think of her hair? Much better hair day than, than mine. <laughs> no, the big the, this woman, her name's Janet Gaynor, and she was famous, and she was wearing a wig to try to make her look less sexy because she has this great black flowing hair. And it was a kind of, I wouldn't say controversy, uh, but people didn't like it. They wanted to see Jane. Yeah, they Janet. wanted to see the sex. I paid good money to watch uh, State of the Art, so where's the pretty woman? Okay, now here is a memory of when things were good. Now look, the baby, you'll find out, is pretty much looks the same age. So to me, I thought to myself, yeah, they looks like they Tuesday. were happy like yesterday. Yeah, last Wednesday. Come on, oxen! They used to be like children, carefree, always happy and laughing. Yeah, you just told me that, old lady. <laughs> Now he ruins himself with that woman from the city. Monday Leonard stripped the farm. Uh-oh. Yeah, things are going downhill over in uh, Nice Village Land. 
nice village land. You got these city women coming up, taking her husbands. Look, he's selling the oxen for dirt cheap. Yeah, okay. I'll give you a nickel. Listen, Ollie, I'll give it to you free. Really? Yes, Ollie, Ollie. Oxen free. (laughs) You just said that. You just said that. Oh, no. And the wife sits alone. Yeah. Yeah, she keeps repeating herself. Yeah. Now, this director, his name was F.W. Murnau. Yes. He was in Germany. He was an expressionist. He hated the title cards. So I guess they must have shot this in sequence. I'm not really sure. But by the end of the film, there's like no title cards anymore. Maybe he edited it that way. He's like, fuck this shit. What's to hate, though? Here's Baby again. And this baby in real life was a guy named Jerry Craycroft, who we know hardly anything about. He's eight months year, eight months old here. Wow. He, they found his social security death index. He died. He was born in 26, which makes sense. Right. Makes sense. And he died in February 27 of 2000. So that baby wow. came and went. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now we're going out to the sexiest location for a sex tryst. The middle of a swamp. Doing it fog style. Foggy style. Foggy style. (laughs) Now this passed the National Board of Review, which means we're not going to get sex. We're going to get kisses and hugs. I never understood the whole pre-code Hayes office, but at a certain point, movies became less sexy. Yeah, you see, the 20s was an era, era, of you know how it goes like liberal conservative liberal it always flips yeah in the 20s they were very loose about sex drugs was everywhere you know pot cocaine heroin and um you know you would have multiple sexual partners these flapper girls that all changed as we headed into the 40s and 50s and turned back into conservatives this was a time of ruffian sexian I have a question for you, Carl. I know that in 1927, the, the uh, first Academy Award went to a movie called Wings. Exactly, yeah. Which was a world class show. Yeah, which is in the public domain now. It's a World War I movie. Does World War I play a factor in this film? No, it does not. Now, our hero was in World War One and World War Two. He was a big deal in the military. He was even recommended for Admiral like some obnoxious wow. amount of times. Yeah. Okay, now, look, here we have the cheating. Yes. We see wife and fidelity with baby, and then we see infidelity with mistress. Tell me, are you all mine? And he's like, well, "Well, I'm fucking married. Do you mean like literally a mine or like the word? Well, oh, never mind. I'm overthinking. I wonder, you know how we see these kisses in the 20s films? I wonder yeah. off screen in real life, are they really doing that stupid kissing too? You know what I mean? Like, like they violently jerk forward and push against each other's She's faces. She's kissed his Adam's apple like twice. <laughs> Where's And my wife. She goes, listen to what she says now. This is the woman from the city, and this is very film noir. Oh, you got to kill your wife and to collect the money? Couldn't she get drowned? Drowned. Now, he doesn't like that. He does not like. Oh, look, look. Ooh, look at that. 
I'm serious now. This film did a lot of cinematic innovations. Yeah. It was considered one of the Look, best. We get to visualize it. This is pretty cool. Me! <laughs> Overturn the boat! That's all! Does it look like an accident? Come over and have sex with me in the city. Look, he's choking no. her. Now. Wow, she's like bananas, safe word. <laughs> right. I just read this great tweet. Um, oh, yeah? My safe, yeah. My safe word is meatloaf. Because I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Good it's one. a really great tweet. I wish I had thought that up. Albert Einstein wrote it. Leaving this all behind. Come to the city. How about we just come in this marsh? Come, come to, this. to the city. <laughs> Oh, look, there's the city right behind. This is cool. Now, listen, I'm serious. People watching this film in the theaters were blown away by the beautiful expressionist. Now, all this they made, it cost 200 grand, which wow. was a lot back then. Yeah. In 1927 money, that was like $200,000. And they spent all that money on making these fake sets. Oh. doing it again. You see the yeah. superimposition? You can see the guy's hand on the right side, kind of. Covering. Well, it's, it's cool. They would take a, they would they would go to the camera, block out half of the film, shoot, rewind it, block out the second half of the film, and shoot over the same footage again, and the result would be both images on screen. It this is now watch this dance out. This is how much fun you'll have. Look. Yeah, we got big it bands like playing. It looks like idiocy. Stop shaking. There you go. Put your <laughs> hand right there. Wow. Be still, your moneymaker. Be still, <laughs> thy moneymaker. Funny thing, there's no, um, there's like no 28-day cycle of the moon. It's always full in this movie. Always. The director I know from Nostradamu, right? The, yeah, the... I was going to, Nosferatu, which we Nos... saw in this film. Uh, so we saw in this podcast. One, Did you see that one? I don't really recall, Carl. Yeah, Nosferatu. Yeah. That was a All great right. episode. All right. It was very creepy, that film. They really cast the right Dracula dude because he, yeah. he looked totally. Like, he didn't look emaciated or something, but. Okay, oh, that, so... that Dracula dude shows up in Rob Zombie's The Monsters. They have a character dressed just like him. Uh huh. Well, that makes homage. sense. Homage. Yeah. Now, Green Grow the Rushes Grow. Uh, which yes. you can never even say. It can't even come out of your mouth. Your we grow mouth. the rushes grow we by REM. Not by REM. Anyway, those rushes, she's saying, will act like a life preserver. So he packs them up into a sort of bundle, right? And then when he capsizes the boat, he'll use that to float and he can, you know, be safe. He can. So. They will get used, but not for the evil purpose we're thinking of. Okay, cool. Because this man loves his wife, right? He's not really going to go with it through this. Yes, he loves his wife. He's just bored with his wife. And somebody, you know, like a woman comes along with sex, sex, sex. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember sex. I remember that. Right, sure. So he wants to go for the sex. But... He has baby and child. Now, when she says, kill your wife, he's like, no, no, no. And then she's like, but don't forget my vagina. And he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. I guess I'll have to do it. Let me hug it again. Uh, yeah, let me kiss. 
violently throw my face at your bag. Yeah. We saw that, right? Okay. <laughs> yes, we did. Okay, does this does this guy have this animal have a speaking part, Carl? No, this animal was hoarse that day. So he didn't get to have this. It wasn't because it was a, a, a it wasn't a talkie. Yeah. He was a, a big horse. He's hidden the rushes. Now look, you see they have a two kid. separate beds. Right. Why? Yeah, they're poor. Can't they just get one, sell one? Now look, in the 50s, when you saw Fred and Ethel, no, when you saw I Love Lucy, they had yeah. their two separate beds. But that was because TV came around at the time of this conservative. You never saw Fred and Ricky in the same bed. They always slept in separate beds. <laughs> in the same... Ethel and, and uh, Lucy. Yeah. Well, you know, they were not allowed to say the word pregnancy. Yeah. He was pregnant with little Ricky. It was the biggest episode in television history at the yes, time. Yes, yes. You know, and uh, cover a TV guide, but they weren't allowed to say the word pregnancy. What I'm saying is this is a much more liberal time of open sex, drugs, and jazz. It wasn't rock and roll. It was jazz, and jazz was a corrupting factor. So why would they be in two separate beds in this? I mean, the national film. I mean, she's sexing the lady in the swamp. She He can't. Kisses, why? I don't know. Right, that's true. Like, if he misses the passion, he could... So he's sitting there and he's thinking, am I really going to do this? And he's going over the scenario. We'll be in the boat. I will choke her and make her drown. And I, I get really this to do this. I always mix this movie up with another movie called Sunrise from... Uh, uh, I think Dev Patel's in it. It's Danny Boyle. The director Danny Boyle, right? Uh, Train Spotting. Yeah. He made a science fiction movie about astronauts flying to the sun, and it's a three-hour movie. Oh wait, I think I think uh, that's a song of two melters meltings. No, wait, yes, it's a song of two. It's a ship of two melt. Okay, right, but this movie has a full title, and the other movie is just Sunrise. Now look, oh creepy. He knows he went out with her wig and everything. She knows he went out and uh, you know had a little swamp swamp sex. Yeah, but. She Swamp still thing. loves him. Swamp thing. <laughs> She's got that swamp thing in his hand. So this director was, this is his first American, his film debut. Now, even though this film was highly, highly praised, it didn't do well at the box office. So for this next couple films, they sort of reined him in creatively. Like uh, something that's going to sell. But he did Nosferatu in 1922. Uh, he did The Last Laugh in 24, which I don't know. I heard that's a good movie, Carl. Right. That's why they're highlighting it. He's heavily influenced by uh, Schopenhauer, Nietzsche, Shakespeare, and Isbin plays. Whatever. Very good doctor, uh, a friend of director Max Reinhardt. Now, he, does, he died from... Injuries he sustained during an automobile accident. And the same thing is true for Janet Gaynor. She had a car accident and it led to her death too. That's too bad. Yeah. But not our hero. He was tickled to death. I got to give a thumbs up to Avid's uh, network for a great print. I saw this movie years ago and I could barely see it. Yeah. There was a fire. There was, uh, was a famous fire in 1937 called the Fox Vault Fire. It was in uh -huh. Little Ferry, New Jersey. Really? 
they would get all well you know before california jersey was the place to make it was the place yeah it was a sort of leftover from that time which was only about 10 years earlier but the thing is the film like the film would decay and gas you know gas would come out of the decaying films and there were high temperatures and inadequate ventilation and there was spontaneous combustion this film went up in flames with uh, so many treasures 20th century fox yeah sunburnt well i guess like menlo park was a big uh film shot shot. that was when films were just born yeah well because it's edison edison you know um, I saw an Abbott and Costello meets the Keystone Cops. They get tricked into buying a studio in New Jersey, uh, which is <laughs> really? worthless. Yeah. That's funny. And they wind up going to New York. Uh, this is during the, the early, you know, early part of the century. So it's a period piece. They go to Hollywood and they meet uh, Mac Bennett and the Keystone Cops. And I, I think that was a jump the shark kind of one. Now look it at was this. like It was the third to last movie they did. So at that point. Now he's like, would you please come on a sort of date with me? We'll go out on the boat. And she's all happy. Like, maybe I'm getting my husband back. Oh, right. It's for terrible reasons. Join me on the sex boat. (laughs) Love boats. There he is. His first acting career. Little Jerry Craycroft. Uh, It's going to sue. We're going for a trip across the water. I may not be back. There was an article in uh, a paper called the Decanter Review dated December 26, 1926, that reported eight-month-old Jerry Craycroft is making a name for himself in the movies. He will be seen in Fox Picture Sunrise with Janet Gaynor and George O'Brien. George O'Brien is the military hero. Right. He is, I don't know that he was officially a hero, but he was a big deal in the military. That's for sure. Wow. Uh, Okay. So in 1917, O'Brien enlisted in the U.S. Navy to fight World War I, serving as a submarine chaser. He volunteered to act as a stretcher bearer for wounded Marines. He was decorated for bravery. Yeah, he's a brave guy. Um, After the war, he became a light heavyweight boxing champion of the Pacific Fleet because he was still in the Army. Okay, then he was in movies. He went, in 1920, he went to Hollywood, but he wanted to be a cameraman. And he, he got jobs doing camera work for, I don't know, Tom Mix and Buck Jones. We're supposed to know those names. I know Tom and, Mix. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's a fictitious Western hero at a serial. Oh. If you, Bruce, Bruce Willis played him as a real-life character in the Blake Edwards movie Sunset. With, oh, uh, Dave interesting. Gardner. I don't yeah. want to get in the mix with him. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like a, a, no, I'm thinking of Tom Swifties. During this time, there was a word pun where Tom Swiftie would say something and then he would say it in a certain way, like an adjective that would be a play on it. So uh-huh. he will say, I have regrets, Tom Swiftie said, regrettedly. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> I get you. Uh, yeah. Give me that knife, said sharply. Yeah. <laughs> now, getting on the boat, but for some reason, the dog who's a German shepherd, thank you, director, the dog (laughs) knows something's up. I don't know how the dog would know. And she's like, he's like saying to the wife, you're not safe. Don't go out there on the boat. What's that German lassie? Ruff, ruff. (laughs) German Timmy fell down a well. Ruff. Okay, his name is Timmy. I'm sorry, but he is German. 
So World War II came around and, you know, O'Brien, George O'Brien, you know, he was a big famous star, but he was like, fuck that. My country fuck needs that. me. Country he needs went in, yeah. He was decorated several times in the Pacific. He left with the rank of commander. Now, years later, he joined the U.S. Navy Reserve, retired with the rank of captain in 1962. Four times been recommended for the rank of admiral. Pretty admirable. He <laughs> said admirably. Well, Swift, you said that very swiftly. Oh, I'm talking about myself, Tom Swift, he said swiftly. One thing interesting, um, his last leading role was 1951 movie called Gold Raiders. It was with the Three Stooges. God bless. He did action sequences, and the Three Stooges, of course, did. Okay, so the dog hops in, like, please don't get killed on a boat. He was leased to the tree. He had a doghouse he was leased to, and he's like, ruh He moved the (laughs) lease, got into the water. But the man, George O'Brien, will have none of it. I'm killing this woman, and I can't have a dog getting in my way. Is he going to kill the dog? Wait, hang on. Don't answer it. I'm going online. (laughs) Does Does the dog dog die? die? I wonder if it would have this. Dear Lord, like, who's that sensitive? <laughs> I take that back. There's a lot of movies from the 20s where they just beat the shit out of animals. We, I, I love Rin Tin Tin. Yeah. The action sequence is him fighting a man, which means a man is punching a dog for your viewing. Yeah, daughter. for real, yeah. yes. Yeah. Now, look, look at her. She Something's wrong, and she's starting to feel it. Yeah. Why is he going and getting the dog and bringing it back? He's about to get out of the boat, but then she says, no, he loves me. He just wants to have a boat ride. Look at that hat. I loved her in Mars Attack. <laughs> Very good. She's the brains of the family. <laughs> she shows him off. Gorgeous well, the, eyes, right? Like, beautiful, beautiful shot. She's, well, she's that's annoyed. what the director was trying to do. The director was trying to take away her sexiness and and give us her niceness. Like... Yeah. You love her for her, not for her booty. Because we're supposed to love the woman from the city for her booty. Now you hear the bell. This is an yeah. sound effect from the movie well, tone. Normally, if a movie, silent movie is in the public domain, I don't like playing the music because it's usually a modern version. It's not technically part of it. But this is the original music. This is the original music, and it's not that plunkety, plunkety piano. Not that plunkety piano. Where you got the bells going? It he is pretty innovative. I mean, the only time I like that plunkety piano is when I know the song. Like, remember the little rascals? You get used to that. Yeah, then I would want to hear the. The worst is when they overtry. Like we saw that in the Buster Keaton movie where they were simulating scenes from silent movies. Right. Where musical cues. So if he's tired, it goes, go to sleep. You know, he wakes up to Reveille. He gets an erection and, you know, some other music played. It's charred, you know, whatever. Like, yes. Everything is synced to a musical cue. There's no bananas in the house. Oh, yes, there is a banana. (laughs) Everyone's watching the film. They can't see. I just yanked out a banana. That's right. Uh, And I don't mean out of my pants. I meant a snack for uh, the show. Do you know who the first, you know why Eve was the first carpenter, Carl? Eve? 
Yeah. No. No. What? She made Adam's banana stand. <laughs> I learned he's, that at church. Look, look, he's 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 rowing all depressed and overacting that he has guilt about what much. he's about to do. <clears throat> he's he prepping looks, himself up for the murder, and she knows it. She knows it. Yeah, he knows it. She's nowhere to go. Carl, is this what you look like as a teenager, surly, bent over like that? <laughs> no, I was a little round boy. Oh. <laughs> I did not look like this. This was me. Like they would say, Mike, you okay? You look like you want to murder somebody. Yeah, yeah. I remember that from uh, the drug juice on uh, Fish Burgers. You had a look in your eye like you wanted to kill me. And you did. We I saw was it in the shadow of the choking. Carl, to be fair, I drank the. I had the drug juice. And yeah, I drank I, the drug juice. I knew Carl had the drug juice. I knew Carl had the drug juice. Yeah. Now look That's at it. this. I don't know. Like, Today, we think this was horrible. If you saw a film like this today, you'd be like, there's some horrible acting. But back then, it was still like a stage play, but on screen. Now, she's like, please don't fucking kill me. I'm wearing a wig here. Yeah. The wig will get all watery, waterlogged. Looks like He's, someone cut his tie. Well, you have to do that when you work in the farm because yeah, your tie will get can't stuck, do it. stuck in the thresher. Yeah, when you're on the fa farm, you got to have a short tie or it'll get... Stuck into corn, corn. I saw another movie where a guy has snipped his tie, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then I'm like, "He's working in an industrial something. It makes sense. Like he didn't want it in food or whatever." Yeah. Well, how about not wearing a tie? But okay. Now look yeah. at that boat's kicking ass. He's like, "I'm not doing it. I changed my mind. Let's go home." And she, I is can't really... see fast. Row, row, row your boat. Your turn. I can't. I can't catch up. Slow down. Uh, merely, merely, merely. Be gently down the stream. Not like a bat out of hell. <laughs> right, deadly, deadly. Now watch him navigate, right? Yeah, only he's doing the left, left or he's going straight. Now he'll do only the right, and he navigates himself perfectly. It's a man who knows how to sail. That's this movie's right so right. oaring. Oaring. <laughs> this movie's so oaring. <laughs> oh, phew. Lasso that Let me help you out. And she's like, fuck you. Fuck you. You tried to kill me in the Yeah, world. you tried to kill me. I don't want to die. <laughs> I'll hide behind this tree. And he's right behind like, Menlo Park. Don't be scared of me. I changed my mind. I said I was gonna kill you, but I just I'm not doing it anymore. I always complain silent movies are always shot in the forest. Now, why if he hates the movie's titles, why put in Don't Be Afraid of Me? Clearly that's what he's saying. He probably I don't know. I never was there. Oh, it's clearly look at all those fall colors. Yeah, it must be fall. Oh, God, can you imagine? Now, oh. what's this? It is a train to the city. So Perfect she hops timing. on to escape. But the train's not like, oh, we got to hurry up. A murderer's coming. No, he's just casual. So he it's... gets to hop on board. And now she's stuck. This is awkward. No money is exchanged with the uh, driver, by the way. This is a cool trolley, man. I didn't realize they had something like this. Yeah, like I said, this is um, uh, what did I say? It's um, darn it, darn it! I just said what did I said. Here it is. It is Lake Arrowhead, California, and they right. spent money to build all this. That includes this train. So cool. Uh, production designer Rochus Gleese. I got to tell you, Mike, this is one of those films where you look up everybody's name and. 
<laughs> you don't know anything that they've done, even though they've done a million things. That's I think, yeah, that's interesting. Well, you you had a lot on this lead actor, which is fascinating, and and on her yeah. as well, and the director. I mean, those are probably the three people people remember. Okay. Well, that's a great example. Like George O'Brien, I'm looking through it, and he did this film, he did that film, he did you know the finger up the nose in winter. Like you just all these films you never heard of. But then I find out his father was chief of police in San Francisco. And wow. he was the one who ordered the arrest of Fatty Arbuckle from that famous 1921. Yeah, uh, Victoria Rappé. Yes. yes. So it's like, that's the kind of fact I'm pulling out for the actor, because now we're in context, at least. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's the that touch of trivia is what kind of lingers. You know, you're not going to say, oh, my God, that's the guy with finger up my nose during the winter. <laughs> this is all a set that they made of the city the they spent. He built, he told you. Yeah, so that trolley must have been, they must have built the track. Yeah. No, they did. They did. They, this whole set we're seeing, it looks exterior. It's not. It's interior. You see the sun yeah. shining on the town. They did all this. Wow. All those extras, man. Why not it's, just go to a city? That's a good question. Why not? I guess it's just not a controlled environment. They knew this guy was an expressionist who had famous films like Nosferatu. And they said, all right, let's just, let's try him out. Let's make an expressionist film. We'll spend the money. They didn't shoot in Toronto because Canada did not exist back then. That was not until 1948, right? Were they still under English rule? When was Canada? It was like, it was recent, like 2002 or something like that when they became a country? No. You mean they were a commonwealth? I think that's right. Yeah. yeah, when did that maple leaf flag come about? Okay, now, the chasing is over because he's helping her across the street and sort of saving her and making her safe. So she's still not cool, but she's not going to run anymore. She's a country mouse, Carl, in the big city. She got on. She got on the train to run away, and the director's trying to show us a contrast from, like, the woman was like, come t kill your wife, come to the city and have fun with me. So now we're seeing, yeah, you can have fun in the city and you can even have fun with your wife. With your wife. You don't have to kill her. Right. You don't have to kill her. Controversial at the time. Now, this is a dining room, but the waiter, waitress doesn't come around. You go into the shop, buy the things you like, and then look. He takes the seat for her. It shows that, okay, she's going to be cool, but she's still very scared. It's a very weird moment. I mean, he did try to kill her and then yes. followed her to the city. Yes, he did. He he tried to kill her. Then he pursued her to say, don't be scared of me. But if someone's running after you, it's pretty scary. Would you guys like some cod herring or whatever we eat in the 20s? <laughs> Five cents. Well, it's like danishes and stuff. It's like baked good so you look at the menu from 1920 though it's weird like what, what's weird about it? they would have like beans or i don't know the sides would be like they'd have like shrimp cocktails of course for nickel and like mm -hmm. i don't know just just a little over exuberance of stuff now here one more time we'll see her softening because he's like okay here's some food and she's like reluctantly takes it. It's like every step of the way, she's opening up a little more, being a little less scared of him. Come on, eat the Rice Krispie. Look how much he got. A lot of Rice Krispie bars. 
Come on, try this. It hasn't even been invented yet. It's called a Rice Krispie. <laughs> it's with marshmallows. Oh, I've heard of marshmallows. Now look, you mean pig suey? Eye contact. Yeah. And she's still like, "The fuck is going on with you?" Okay, I'll eat a crack. I'll spare eat it. I won't eat all of it. I'll just eat snap and crackle. I'll spare what pop. Is it? is it a? It's a cake. I guess, yeah. Fruitcake. Look at her crying. It's terrible. One yeah, star. this tastes horrible. <laughs> this was a terrible selection. There was no baking powder in it. It's uneven. He feels guilty. He never wanted to kill her. I mean, he said, okay, I'm going to try to do it. And he just couldn't do it. And now he's trying so hard. I'll have he's an just with guilt. Uh, like this, 1924, O'Brien received his first starring role in the drama called The Man Who Came Back with the English Actress. No, no, no. The Man Who Came Back. The Man Who right. Came Back. That's like, I never heard of that. I just thought the film was, I even got the title wrong. So I You said what? Out. The Man Who Came Back with a British what? Uh, the Man Who Came Back, comma, with the English actress Dorothy McHale. That's See, a long I don't know movie. her. I don't know. I don't know. I just wrote down an extremely popular leading man in films. With the advent of sound, O'Brien displayed a strong, con confident voice that remained a leading star of Westerns and outdoor adventures. So wow. the people in the actresses and the actors and actresses in this film did go into sound, but most of them did not. She's like, he's like, here's some flowers because I love you. And she's like, I'm trying to let you love me, but you tried to kill me. And he's like, here's my purse, and you could have a penny. Oh, my God. Crying in front of the flower lady? Yeah. Yeah. But we're getting Awkward. closer. We're getting closer. He's buying her flowers. She's loosening. Maybe they got to a flop house. Did. Look, it's two nickels a night. Let's do it. But it's a single bed. No, we're I don't think it's a flop house. I think it's a... No, they're not at the church yet. They're going to see a, a wedding happening across the street, and they're going to go in there. And that's when it'll happen. He will completely soften, and she'll say to herself, all right, I guess he's not going to try to kill me. Ooh, look at that horse and carriage. That looks like fun. Hanging Got all out that money on it. Do you think they'll show their breasts like they do in Surf 2? Remember they're no. driving in the car in the convertible in front of them? No. The girls, yeah. No, they won't. Now she's like, okay, maybe you're not going to, you know, like maybe I'll forgive you. It's the same shot. Thing. It's the same people going by. Oh? I think so. I saw the same carriage of ladies that I commented on. Oh, because I didn't notice that. I, 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 okay. Well, keep an eye when they show the city street again. What? Who's the first carriage that goes by? Now look, oh, it's the wedding. And it's so 1920s. Look at their I know, look at that dress and the little girls. Yeah. It's like, let's go to see a wedding. Okay. Back then they threw bags of rice at the Look couple. at that. It's the same. <laughs> no, it looked a little different to be honest. Yeah, back then they used to throw the rice like still in the bag, but yeah. due to accidents and lawsuits, they switched. They had a it was killing the, the brain. The brood, the brute force hitting the pigeons would kill them, or the bags. Hey, uh, are you taking this away? Yeah. 
you take it as a broad uh, to beat a lawful with the wedded wife. Okay, so they sit down and watch. Now he is going to break down and cry, and she's going to be like, oh, he has a sensitive side. This was where Wedding Crashers got their idea. <laughs> Guys, remember Sunrise? Oh, a song of two humans? Yeah, but we don't go to the boring service. We go to the party! The party, oh. Great idea. Like we're crashing it? Exactly. Let's get John McClane involved. God is giving you in the holy bounds of matrimony a trust. He is young and experienced. Guide her and love her. It's um, Grand Moff Tarkin from uh, Star, <laughs> Star Wars. He was, I didn't realize this is what he did beforehand or afterwards. This is after the Star Wars. There was this open micer and he's like, we got Star Wars fans in here. And they were like, yeah. And he goes, what's, what's your favorite Star Trek, Star Wars character? And I go, um, well, I like that Spock. <laughs> I got a bigger laugh than. Yeah. Wilt thou love her? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. At least twice a day. So there you can see she's like, okay, okay. All right. I'll. I'll let you smell. Yeah, you can be my husband again. Or I'll, I don't know. She loosens up. Now, this guy directed 21 films, but only, I mean, only 12 remain. Eight of them are completely lost. One of them, they wow. only have one reel of it. So he his legacy is a little, it was, it's cut in half. He's only got 12 films. Right. Was it was it because of like the way it was stored and disappeared, or was yes. he one of those film directors that just was too outrageous? No, no, it's just because of you know this was the twenties. That's right. It just got old. Stuff got old, and they didn't know to preserve it. They didn't right. know things were going to go. You know. Now the these this enormous like stylized set cost so much money to build that they they reused it in a bunch of Fox films. Now, you see how the bells are going with the tower, you know, the sound. Right. Look, he's she's kissing him now, saying, come on, come out of your funk. Let's be friends. Oh, they're actually kissing. Yeah. So bells now... Make me horny. They are rekindling their love, essentially. Oh. Are they walking out? Yeah, like we are gonna throw the rice. <laughs> hey, kill Joy's not your wedding. Always has to be about you at these weddings. <laughs> <laughs> They're not throwing any bags of rice at this couple. Fuck. Yeah, it's like the 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 wedding in which like one sexy girl is dancing out, you know, and the bride is like, I want to be queen for a day. Don't be showing off. Wow, look at the special effect. Right, that's a blue well, uh, green screen. It is. What they did was exactly what you right. You see how it went in front. Yeah, they're making they're making it seem like they're so in love they don't even care about the traffic. Look what look at that. It's all yeah. because it's a projection screen in front of them. So they switched it. They're walking on a conveyor belt. I love it. I absolutely love it. This film critics loved it. It didn't do well. They really tried to make this film it's it's release a big big day on opening night they had <laughs> the world premiere there were two shorts one was the vatican choir singing and the other was an interview with mussolini wow what a he double feature bad guy yet 
Uh, it was all the, trying to show the new sound system, this movie tone. So look, there we could hear them. We could hear them. The crowd noise is cool. Their blind love caused a uh, traffic jam, and that's supposed that, to be fun. That bearded open micer couldn't get to his set on time. <laughs> um, the Jazz Singer 1927 came out October 6th, and this came out September 23rd. Wow. Being the Jazz Singer for this movie tone accompaniment. So it opened at the Times Square Theater September 23, 1927. In New York. Now, we, in the Buster Keaton story, there was a scene where he pulls up to a theater that's showing a new movie called The Jazz Singer. Right. So that and, must have been in October. I, uh, yeah. That must have been, a, yeah. Well, I no, the thing is, the premiere was October. We don't oh. know when, you know, then it hit the Right, theater. when it started playing the theater. The director didn't want her. She He wanted some woman named Camilla Horn. But uh, this German studio called UFA was like, no, no, we're not loaning her out to you. Why? Right. What's Why? it for us? Screw off. So then she gets this, and she wins an Oscar. It was the first Oscars ever. Very nice. She does a good job. This film didn't w beat Wings, but it took away three awards in the first. Okay. Best Unique and Artistic Picture which was the second highest award. Outstanding Picture went to Wings. Right. Best Actor then, in the Leading Role. Best Actor was Thomas uh, Hayden Church for his role in Wings, followed by Steven Weber. Wait, are you doing the sitcom? The sitcom. Um, okay, she, now Janet Gaynor won Best Actress in a Leading Role, but back then it was different. It wasn't for the movie, it was for the actress's work of the year. So Interesting. she won it for two films. Um, this film, Seventh Heaven and Street Angel, three films she was in, and she won Best Actress in a for her role. year's worth. For How cool film. is that? Yeah, they should have an award like the Rick Moranis Award. The guy who's in six movies one summer. <laughs> yeah, Bill, yeah, Bruce Willis will walk away with that. Yeah, yeah, right. Bruce Willis will walk away with it. Um, they also, um, it also won Best Cinematography, which makes sense. Now, there's this other thing I've heard of, but I don't know it very well. It's the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences. You've heard of that, right? Yeah, they have the museum around here. So they made, they gave them, uh, it won an award called Artistic Quality of Production. And that was the only year it was given out. And it was made to recognize this film. Artistic Quality of Production. Ooh. They're like, may we do your hair, ma'am? And she goes, no, it's a wig. No, don't touch my hair. I never. Oh, now holy look, shit. Here's someone who represents Smoking. the girl from the city, right? Yeah. Real and latex. She's, she's trying to make a buck off of doing a manicure. So look, it's, it's jealous. It's a threat. This man oh, does need a cure from his lust, and his wife is the cure. He's getting the manicure. He, the barber's like, whatever, I just want to put a uh, razor to this guy's neck. <laughs> I suspect that the barber is trying to telegraph he's gay, like the, the director, 
Uh -huh. So she's holding his hand, and he's like, hmm, I kind of like it, but... What was the last time you had a shave like this? Look at him, like, rolling his eyes over... I, know. I never in my life have had a shave in a barber's chair. I did. I actually, you know what, when I had my beard... I, no... I... Look, wait. This She rejects her. And now the wife gets all happy. <sighs> Carl, when I had this beard, I, I hated my beard. I'm not yeah. a beard guy. And I yeah. got to get rid of it. And I couldn't do it. I had to go get it shaved off. And, well, uh, you didn't trim it down and then... No, you know what? Look, I mean, I don't do anything with my hair. So when okay. I have a beard, I have to do nothing with both my hair and my beard. It's just too much effort. I just want to not deal with one thing. You now, know? look at this dude. Yeah, Hachimachi. Now, later in the film, we will see an act. Look, he's touching her. So we're seeing he is tempted and she is tempted. But, of course, she's never tempted. Right. She's like, fuck off. Oh, that's a hot towel. Him. Yeah. Okay. When we were watching the kid brother, we saw that guy Flash. His name was Ed, in real life is Eddie Boland. He will show up in this film, and I thought it was so neat. I don't think that's him, though. Okay. It looks similar, but you'll when you see his face, you'll be like, "Oh, it's him from last film." Was all right. I'm looking forward. Was to last that. film right or was no? We did um, Peter Sellers last time. Yeah, last uh, last week was uh, the ghost of uh, noon, noonday. Noonday go wait. sun. Sun, terrible. Ghost title. in the. Now he's like, get back! Someone's threatening my wife. He goes, hey you, why don't you fuck off, J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah, why don't you tell Robbie it's uh, to stop the presses? Don't try to bang my wife. Don't tell a. Don't go to a Times Square screen and reveal the secret identity of Peter of Spider Man. <laughs> Did you notice in that movie Spider Man where they they go to Times Square and there's a big monitor and it's J Jonah Jameson saying Peter Parker is Spider Man? How loud yeah. is that screen in Times Square to hear that? Look, he's taking a knife out. Right, it's absolutely loud. Uh oh, who's now, taking the knife? He's going to stab. Oh yeah. This is some busy barbershop. Can take the flower. Is this meant to be New York City? Probably not. Yeah, he, that's right, Mike. That's right. And he will put it. Yeah. Very good call, Mike. Boy, that guy wants to shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> you can really see in this print the trickle. Parker, get in my office. You can't print that about Spider-Man. That's slander. It is not. Parker, do you have a photograph of anyone? There's a guy named Daredevil. Did you at least take a photo of Daredevil? No, Chief. I took photos of Spider-Man all day, every day. Exclusively. Come again. Oh, they approve. Why do this title? Why do this title if he hates titles? Thank you. And you must come again and see us sometime. What is that? Down mean? in the farm. Yeah, in the swamp. But he, all he did was get a shave. He didn't get his fucking hair is natty as shit. Huh. That doesn't happen every day. Shampoo. Look at you. You use something called water and soap? <laughs> I've heard of it. So now it's time for a photo. Now, back then, you're supposed to have, like, a serious expression, right? Because it takes, like, forever. 
Uh, no. That was true in the eight, late 1800s. You had to sit still because it would expose for a long time. But by 1927, they had it, it was a much quicker um, exposure. Uh, what is that called? The In the lens, it opens and closes. Aperture? Yeah. It, as a matter of fact, it's quick enough that he will catch them kissing. Oh, cute. Now, this is another actor who I have all this information about and who gives a fuck. Well, he was terrific and finger in your nose during the winter. Yeah. He, yeah, he was in, right. You, well, that's a famous film we know, nose and finger and nose in winter. But the rest of them, like he was, he was in Pork in the Butt in Spring and he was in, okay, now. Try to be serious, and she's... So they're having fun. They're a loving, happy couple now. He definitely gives off Nicolas Cage vibes. I could see that. Now look, kiss. Because he's hiding. On, and look, he sees... Oh. Camera obscurus? Oh, the Hayes office will get me for this photo. Yep. He's gonna... Putting in a new print. Yeah, he can't hear it. Fucking Edison, dirty old man. What? What? We took off. Oh, we weren't ready. We were just kissing. Is my wig straight? Is my uh, suit dirty enough? Boy, his teeth are horrific. He also plays saxophone, Carl. Yes, it hangs on the wall for every moment he wants to. Hey, photography's that's a side hustle. I play banjo and uh, wall saxophone. I <laughs> wall saxophone. So now what she's doing is she's sort of being inappropriate. She's like sitting on his couch and having his grapes. She didn't have he didn't have per, she didn't have permission for that. Right. He's she like, really, Whoa! Those are for display. <laughs> It's made of plastic. You'll love it. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. oh, boy. It's all fun and games until you break a religious statue. Mom always said, don't play religious statue in the house. <laughs> she had no head to begin with, right? <laughs> she had no arms at least, right? You broke the statue. Well, don't lose your head about it. That's the bad news. The good news, her arms are already broken off. Use so, an apple. Right. Exactly. Mike, you're right. On. Have you seen this film? I did, but that was like years ago. And it was not a good print. Well, you're right on the money. This is a, a very quality print. There was one uh, print of it in Germany that they turned into a negative and made a new 35 oh. millimeter. It, the film looks even better than this. Okay, I've developed you kissing. They're trying to hide the broken statue. He's standing in front of it. Right. They just want to get the photos and get out of there. Oh. Uh, what is he, David Spade? Uh, so it's not an apple, but you get, you were still aligned with, here's your, here's a penny. Here's two cents. Whoa, dude. He teaches the three stooges that, that trick in uh, gold 
grabbers. Now, I don't know what that is. It's like sign your... Now he's noticing the... (laughs) I bet you the whole audience laughed. Oh, yeah. Look at this look. And roll them. Now show your horrible teeth. (laughs) One more time. We made it out of there. We didn't get caught. And look. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. That is, sh- oh my goodness. Scandalous. Don't link that online. Hide that. You should not have photos, nudies of yourself. Now that thing is never going to stay in his pocket. It's too big for a pocket. Look at that. They spent all this money on that. Why? Gorgeous. Why? It's gorgeous. I don't know. It is. It's all sexy. Uh-oh. Oh, look who it is. She's still crashed out there? Yup, she still lives in the... So she just wants that cow hand. That's it. She wants sex and cigarettes. Farmers, if you want to sell your home and move to the city, we pay cash. Well, that's something she's interested in as soon as this we... wife kicks. As far as she knows, he's off to kill the wife. Oh, so she has a plan. She is a femme fatale. He kills the wife. She sells his farm. Right, gets that money and lives with him in the city. But she does genuinely lust. She's not going to kill him like a femme fatale would? No. Well, I don't know how it would have played out. But as far as the impression we get from this script, she does want to take him to the city and live with him. Speaking of impressionistic images, what's going on right now? They're just showing us. Wow. Yes, right. They're just blowing us away. Right. I know there's like trickery to that, but it looks gorgeous. Look at right. this set. This is Hi. just like a sort of like, uh, you know, hotel, spa, and casino kind of place. This is where you go down to have a drink. Sure. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Do a lot of dancing, see an Yeah, like Lucky's. <laughs> it's Lucky. You know, we always talk about we don't believe what the extras would wear during the time. But I, I do feel like they're wearing what people wore back in yes. the 20s. Yes. Look at the elephant. Wow. Oh my God. He built all this. Yes. This is like a circ, uh, like a carnival. They built all of this. Yeah. That is crazy. Gorgeous. You see how it's like a nightclub and a restaurant and a carnival and a bar and and there's going to be entertainment and it's the big city. Now, what in the world big city is this if it's not New York? Could be Chicago. It could be. The act the, the, the waiter we just saw will play into the he'll be in a scene in a moment and Oh sure, you guys set it up. I love this. You just throw the ball right in there. It's twentieth it's nineteen twenty skeet ball. Just throw yeah. the fucking ball in the hole. No rolling desire. Oh, you get a pig? Instead of tickets, you, you make, yeah, you make the little piggy go round and round. He he the doors open when you hit the ball in there and then they do a little little no. i don't know it's entertaining now they're going right back up to their right cave there. and there's a hula girl right behind them yes this is the kind of city uh activity we all know conducting an orchestra this is like a mall of everything fun i've never been to a place like this i would have a blast 
I don't think a place like this exists in the real world, even in 1927. And it's we've like, had this kind of discussion before. We have adult dancing, dining, and we have skeetball, you fuckers. And then music <laughs> part. So she wants to go over to the dancing, and he's like, sure, honey, in a second. I'm skeet shooting right now. I want to watch the little piggies go down the chute. Yeah, look at this couple, huh? Right. Oh, and they are the example of what she wants to do. She's like, oh, come on, let's go to the thing. He goes, okay, sure, but I'm playing ski ball. You feel a fascination. He doesn't win Passion tickets or anything. Moving. Moving. There was, a, so strong. there was a bizarre place in San Francisco and other cities. It closed. Look, there was a, look a pig, a pig has escaped. A pig has escaped. Well, us us country folk gonna go fucking bomb crazy about that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, why is he doesn't have a horse in this race? Why is he so invested in getting the piglet back? But he is, and he'll be a little hero with everyone applauding him when he captures him. Oh, look at this, Carl! Gratuitous legs. Yeah, I don't mind that. Clappers. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you designed this whole place and you got to account for the fact that, you know, the pig and the skeetball will, will get loose. Now, the two, see, she's up on the chair. Right. Eek a pig. This was all built. Okay, so, uh, Photo Play Magazine, okay, there was an article. According to Janet G Gaynor, Making the movie was such a special experience for George O'Brien and her that they made a pact that they would do anything that F.W. Murnau asked them to do, which included long days in the water and also to look depressed and guilty about what he's done or he's about to do. They made George O'Brien wear lead boots for his walk home from the swamp. So he would trudge home like that? Yes. So apparently this was a great director that everybody really liked and they did whatever, you know, they didn't complain. You know, I don't normally, I don't normally, uh, it's a ghost pig. It's a ghost I, pig. That's the classic bond. I better stop drinking. That car turned into a boat. Oh, now the oh, pig's no, going to get drunk. Get drunk. Pig shit everywhere. You get a pig drunk, they're going to shit all over your festival. Drug pig. <laughs> Blind pig. I'm sure the audience is laughing, laughing, laughing. Do you know how to spell blind pig? B L I. No, I don't. B L N D P G. There's no eyes. There's no eye in pig, but there is. It's blind pig. Oh, blind. Oh, there's no eyes in blind pig. How do you spell blind pig? P G. Because there's no eyes. Okay, I don't know if that's good, and I'm not trying it at the next opening. It's, it's kind of an offensive joke, to be honest offensive yeah i mean for fat why... women i get it yeah yeah you're shitting on blind people you're shitting on blind people oh. yes are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a pattern well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. 
LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comics Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Hold on. Ben Moe? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. The, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live <laughs> 2781-21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. 2781 21st Street. 
Happy Hour, Mutiny Radio, .fm, here in .sf. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed dress right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fab. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go San Francisco Methane volcanism. Then we are learning what else is possible. Chapter The Gift of Apollo. The gates of heaven are open wide. Off I ride. Chutsu, attributed to Chu Yuan, the nine songs. Song 5, The Great Lord of Lives, China, circa 3rd century B.C. It's a sultry night in July. You've fallen asleep in the armchair. Abruptly, you startle awake, disoriented. Television set is on, but not the sound. You strain to understand what you're seeing. Two ghostly white figures 
in coveralls and helmets, are softly dancing under a pitch-black sky. They make strange little skipping motions, which propel them upward amid barely perceptible clouds of dust. Something is wrong. They take too long to come down. Encumbered as they are, they seem to be flying. A little. You rub your eyes, but the dreamlike tableau persists. Of all the events surrounding Apollo 11's landing on the moon on July 20th, 1969, my most vivid recollection is its unreal quality. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin shuffled along the gray, dusty lunar surface, the Earth looming large in their sky, while Michael Collins, now the moon's own moon, orbited above them in lonely vigil. Yes, it was an astonishing technological achievement and a triumph for the United States. Yes, the astronauts displayed death-defying courage. Yes, as Armstrong said as he first delighted, this was a historic step for the human species. But if you turned off the byplay between mission control and the sea of tranquility, with its deliberately mundane and routine chatter, and stared into that black and white television monitor, you could glimpse that we humans had entered the realm of myth and legend. We knew the moon from our earliest days. It was there when our ancestors descended from the trees into the savannas, when we learned to walk upright, when we first devised stone tools, when we domesticated fire, when we invented agriculture and built cities to subdue the earth. Folklore and popular songs celebrate a mysterious connection between the moon and love. The word month and the second day of the week. When we invented agriculture and built cities and set out to subdue the earth. Folklore and popular songs celebrate a mysterious connection between the moon and love. The word month and the second day of the week are both named after the moon. It's waxing and waning from crescent to full to crescent to new was widely understood as the celestial metaphor of death and rebirth. It was connected with the ovulation cycle of women, which has nearly the same period as the word menstruation, Latin, mensis, for month, from the word to measure, reminds us. Those who sleep in moonlight go mad. The connection is preserved in the English word lunatic. In the old Persian story, a vizier renowned for his wisdom is asked which is more useful, the sun or the moon? The moon, he answers, because the sun shines in daytime when it's light out anyway. Especially when we lived out of doors, it was a major 
if oddly intangible presence in our lives. The moon was a metaphor for the unattainable. You might as well ask for the moon, they used to say. Or, you can no more do that than fly to the moon. For most of our history, we had no idea what it was. A spirit, a god, a thing. It didn't look like something big far away, but more like something small nearby. Something the size of a plate, maybe, hanging in the sky a little above our heads. All right, I'm really excited. Ancient Greek philosophers debated the proposition that the moon is exactly as large as it looks, betraying a hopeless confusion between linear and angular size. Walking on the moon would have seemed a screwball idea. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It made more sense to imagine somehow climbing up into the sky on a ladder or on the back of a giant bird, grabbing the moon and bringing it down to Earth. Nobody ever succeeded, although there were myths aplenty about heroes who had tried. Not until a few centuries ago did the idea of the moon as a place, a quarter million miles away, gain wide currency. And in that brief flicker of time, we've gone from the earliest steps in understanding the moon's nature to walking and joyriding on its surface. ancestors descended from the trees into the savannas. When we learned to walk upright, when we first devised stone tools, when we domesticated fire, when we invented agriculture and built cities and set out to subdue the earth. Just leave me with you. Listen to my 